0: pray with me please God thank you for this Oldham Lane family this team this community your family thank you for those new to our fellowship Father who have placed their membership with us And we'll combine their talents and their abilities with ours to do your will in this place. Father, you have opened the windows of heaven. And you've poured out the richest blessings on us. Father, thank you for the diversity of talents and abilities that you have blessed us with. And like the pieces of a beautiful puzzle, Father, you have arranged us in the body as you desire to honor and glorify you, to achieve your purposes. Father, thank you for those in our congregation who give so willingly of themselves, so sacrificially, so generously, giving of their time, giving of their money, giving of their faith, giving of their love in supporting the work of the church here at Oldham Lane. Father, please continue your constant care over us, without which we would simply cease to exist. Fathers, we begin this new year. May we each resolve to be involved in the work here more than in the past and reach many lost souls for you. Father, may we each resolve to stand in the breach, to be the light and salt in this world, to be true ambassadors of your Son. May our vision this year be broad for winning souls for you. Father, we ask you to defeat any attempt that the devil might make to destroy the unity and harmony we enjoy in this body of Christ here and in the universal church. Father, give us wisdom to see the path you have laid out for us, the path that leads to life. Thank you, God, for making that abundant life possible only through the sacrifice of our Savior Jesus. In His mighty name we pray. Amen.
1: Those of you that are cowboy fans, don't worry, I called Jerry Jones and told him what we were doing. And he's going to delay it at least 30 minutes for us. So you don't, uh, you don't have to worry that uh, that will happen. Tonight I'm wanting to talk about Olam Lane in review for 1922. There's many things that have come our way in order to, for us, for you, to help with catastrophes. We've had the uh, tornado victims, tornadoes in Tennessee and in Kentucky. We've had the Ukraine missionaries. We've had the houses for healing. We've had the mesquite forest. And we've had the jail ministry. Scripture calls us to serve others in love. As we open in Galatians five thirteen and fourteen says, "For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as opportunities for the flesh, but through love serve one another." The servant's heart means to help others in love without expecting something in return. Serving in an appreciation of gifts God has already given us. May these Bible verses about the servant's heart inspire you to serve others and God with humility, love, and compassion. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And we also read in Hebrews 13 and 16. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. For such sacrifices are a pleasing aroma to God. This past year we've had several catastrophes and <clears throat> We, as as elders, have asked you. By the way, you are what I call the unsung heroes. Because when we ask as elders for a catastrophic event and a special contribution, you always come through. And you know what? it's always much more than I had ever imagined. Now I've been with finance for 35 years with the two churches and the last 20 years here at Olam Lane and I have never seen so many people give of their means than you do. And when James tells you that we're family. We know that we are family because when someone else is hurting, we come to that rescue. On the tornado victims in Tennessee and Kentucky, we asked for a special to help those people down there. And as you can see on the slides, That was not a little tornado that came through two states and I think it hit a third state. It literally wiped things totally to the ground. It would wipe certain things out and leave other things totally standing. It was amazing how this all, a tornado, took place and so devastating. The photos that you're looking at are from Weakley County Courthouse in Dresden, Tennessee. But it did not receive a whole lot of damage and that was able to do some work there to gather things. And we started a They started meeting there to plan how they were going to rebuild. It was at that time after that special that we did not know much in that area. And that's when our own Tom Bailey, another unsung hero. Tom does a wonderful job in finance. I'm telling you, people, he does tireless work. But he found a family that had just moved here, Scott and Carmen Chandler. And he got with them that had lived in that area and had talked to them and knew the church that was, a, was there in the area and that was affected. Now, you look at something like this and you say, well, I can see how God moves in certain areas like this. But not only was that elder there at that church that we happened to go to, but he was also on the committees that would distribute the funds from FEMA and things of this nature that would come in by the government. He knew how to take monies from Uh, outside sources and wait until the government had totally finished with what they were going to give and then he would bring what was given by the church. It made a lot of things a whole lot simpler and we just happened to find him. You can believe that, but I don't. And it's kind of the way that we have started at Olam Lane here. When we started over here and we finished in 98, started in 95, I saw God's hand move. Everywhere we turned a problem, all of a sudden, there was not a problem. Now, when you're dealing with the city of Abilene and you have a problem, you've got a problem. But it was worked out. And how it was, I I just saw the hand of God again. We also helped with the Ukraine missionaries. They would have to buy their food and things of this nature from other areas to bring back into the Ukraine where the bombing was taking place. It was not an easy task. It was a task that needed to take place because the ones that were being bombed did not have food. They didn't have shelter. And we cannot imagine something like that happening to us here. And then there's the houses for healing. Now let's get off those wrecked ones. there's the housing for healing. And this is over uh, north of Hardin-Simmons. If you'd like to go over and look at this particular area, but these are houses, there are 16 right here, that are going to be used for cancer patients. They come into Abilene from out of town. I can't do justice to this particular work, but James Boone can if you want to ask him the particulars on this and we ask again the church to help out and they came up with $45,350 dollars amazing again and we also have the opportunity to, to evangelize those that are coming into that house and needing to stay, and they need some spiritual help also, especially at that time in their lives. We had a $520 that we helped a member on the Mesquite Forest uh, fires. We gave a total of $100,920. That is a generous congregation, people. I guess that's why I, one of the reasons that I love this congregation, and as Blake said, I wouldn't want to be any place else except right here tonight. We are a very loving group when things need to take place we come to their aid. Lastly, but not less, least. I'm talking about the jail ministry. We had 231 baptisms in jail. And we don't talk about that enough. I would tell you all the people that are involved with that, but I can't remember all of their names. But if you would ask me at another time I'll be glad to give you people that knows all, and Barry Williams can tell you all of them that work within his group, and Carolyn Atkins can give you all the ones that work with her and with the ladies. And they are very diligent in this work. I pray that we will continue not making any changes within our loving congregation from now in 1923, 2023. I'm having trouble on a check right in 23, so I, I'm telling you. But thank you all very much. For
2: Thanks, Chris. Uh- I'm here to talk about the education uh, program at Oldham Lane. And let me uh, start it this way. If you have taught this past year, if you're currently teaching, or if you're scheduled to teach, would you please stand? Would you give them and each other a round of applause? Thank you so much. And, And we're just not applauding them. But also we're applauding God who's provided this oasis on earth where we can live and learn and love. And I was talking to Cameron the other day about it. all the hard work that goes into our education program. And he said, Dad, the people that are paying attention know that this can't be run as smoothly as it does without a lot of hard work and coordination. And he is right. Uh, Lisa Reed. Our children's education coordinator has to coordinate over 1,000 classroom events and with at least two teachers at every event. And I asked her, why should people want to participate? And tears came to her eyes. And she said, the children are our most precious resource. And let me add this, they are our only hope. If you want to change the world, teach a little one what is good and right and holy. And she needs your help, whether it be a teacher or an assistant, you can talk to her and be part of this ministry. But there's so many others. There's Terry Nolan who coordinates our ladies' class and she's looking for help. There's Luke Burnham, our youth and family minister, is looking for help in regard to the high school and the middle school. Uh, and as an aside, I want to spotlight Luke's Building Stronger Families class for parents on Wednesday night. I can't necessarily tell you some of the stories that are being shared in that class because what's said in that classroom stays inside that classroom. But I can tell you whatever tough topic you can think of is probably being talked about with laughter and tears and practical advice on how to manage difficult, the difficulties of parenting in a Uh, uh, modern society. One uh, topic was so tough, I I think I saw Blake Dozier's beard blush. It was like that, but there are just so many other opportunities. E.B. and Gene Dotson facilitate the international class where we have people that are coming despite language and cultural barriers because they know that God is important in their lives. And Jeff Branch coordinates the teaching staff and I know he wants to connect with teachers to this powerful ministry. Jim Drachenberg would love for you to join his cadre of assistants and teachers in the college and careers class. This is a place and a space where there is a need uh, for university students and young working professionals to strengthen their faith, sharpen their skills, and take their Christian walk to the next level. That brings me to the adult education team facilitated by uh, Sam Dominguez. Last year we uh, coordinated over 40 teachers delivering over 450 classes right now. That team is working on the 2024 curriculum, and if uh, you want to uh, up your level involvement in adult teaching, I know that they would love to hear uh, from you. Um, whether you'd like to plug into a single class or a whole semester, or even if you just want to uh, co-teach or assist, uh, assist, you need to let them know, either Sam or Blake and uh, Chad Dozier, Thomas Talley, Cameron Wallace, all of the adult education uh, team, and they would be excited to, to hear from you. If uh, you're one of our current teachers, thank you. If not, we'd love for you to help us to, to cultivate a, a love for one another that faithfully upholds a biblical call to live as the family of God.
3: Well, I have the fun part of talking about the budget. (laughs) We go to uh, just a reminder real quickly. As far as the budget goes at Oldham Lane, it's an open budget for anyone to investigate and see or ask any elder about any time. In the library, we post our monthly financial statements for you to look at at any point in time you want to. There's also a laminated card that has the current year budget on it for further detail. And also in your bulletin every week, we report the progress on our budget. So that's uh, three places where you can go to, plus the eldership at any time, if you want to know what's going on with the finances of the church here at Oldham Lane. Uh, if we've got the slides. Okay. With regards to our 2022 budget, it was $1,632,800. 2023 was a slight increase of $1,649,700, uh, about a 1.04% increase. Our weekly budget is going from 31400 up to $31,725. And last year, we actually took in $1,783,499. Um, the excess money that we take in above and beyond our budget, we have been applying to our debt service on our building project. Uh, as those funds become available. Just to give you an update on that, we currently owe $915,638.91 on our debt service for our new building. That's 41 payments, three years and five months. We are significantly ahead of schedule. And in our budget this year, 23.6% of that million six forty-nine is going to this debt service that's $389,100. So what I want to point that out for is in three years or less, we are gonna have funds available to do a lot of additional work for the kingdom of God. So I encourage each one of you to start thinking and planning for those time periods coming before us if God blesses us with those times, for works, outreach things, mission works, places we can support, We're going to need that input and feedback from you guys. But as far as Oldham Lane goes, like Chris says, you're a very loving church who gives to the work of the Lord. And we are very blessed here. And the Lord has given us funds to serve his kingdom greatly. And I just want to remind you of that. So again, if anyone has any question, hit up an elder, look at the monthly financial statement, see what budgeted in certain areas, and always review your budget each week.
4: Pretty exciting information, isn't it? I want to welcome everyone tonight and if you're visiting with us tonight, I hope you're getting a good look at just who the Oldham main Church of Christ is. It's a family of committed Christians striving to live out the great commission we read about in Matthew 28. It's a congregation made up of many parts that all work together. I want to tell you just just for a couple minutes about our preacher search we are diligently looking and talking and calling people Uh, we're following up on many leads i wish i could tell you tonight that we have found someone but we haven't we're taking our time because we want it to be the right person for this congregation and the right congregation for that person we think that's very very important so Thank you for your patience. You can always keep asking. We're, we're, we're working hard. We, we truly are. Uh, but thank you for your patience. And I want to pause just for a second and talk about Blake Dozier. Blake and I do go back a very long way. The first, the first really experience I had with Blake that I knew that he was just an incredible worker, he was in junior high, we had gone to someone's house. To pick up their house, to mow the grass, to do, clean up everything. The person's house that we went to, didn't, the mower did not work. Blake started going down the street, door to door, asking people if we could borrow their mower to mow this yard. And I was amazed at a junior high student that would just have the perseverance to, to go and do that. And one other little story I wanna debunk about Blake. Blake is a sports person. When he was in school at Tuscola, there were some pretty notable people that were playing football there. We would go to the games to watch Blake because Blake was an explosion on the field. It was so much fun to watch him and to this day I'll always remember quite a few of those those moments many other stories, Blake has done such a great job for us. I would say about Blake, he's the spice of life. He really is, he's the spice of life. And I would also say that he's a 1 Corinthians 9.24 man, that he is running the race to win. And I'm so thankful that he is here with us and the great job that he and Brianna have done all these years and just, uh, he, he has stepped in and is doing a great job. And this morning his lesson just opened my eyes to just things that I needed to be reminded about. Thank you so much, Blake. You know, I I also wanna say I appreciate the way that Blake starts out his lessons on Sunday morning. He finds a group or a particular part of the congregation and he points out the great things that are doing. We need that, we need to know about those people. And I think that is so very important. Uh, Probably some of the things he's telling us you didn't even know about but it's it's so important this congregation is a congregation of workers and it has been since the very beginning I don't know if you have noticed in the last few days on this reader board down here at this Wiley School have some of you seen it it says we is greater than I the first time I saw it I thought what what is that I thought it was but then I thought oh it's we is greater than I and the 2023 vision for the Oldham Lane Church of Christ is like just like what that sign says it's we the vision is not my vision it's not your vision it's not the elder's vision it's not Blake's vision or Luke's vision it's all of our vision we work together as a family we You know, everything changes. and In the last few years, we've seen some of the biggest changes in all of our lives. Some things will never be the same again. But one thing that will never change is God's Word. Turn to Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, the Oldham Lane Church of Christ is coming up on its 27th anniversary. From August the 17th, 1996, even until now, the vision has been to sow and reap, and to make and to grow. And as long as we exist, I believe, at this address, we will always, that will always be our vision. You know, the methods, the methods are going to change, certainly, but the vision will never change. You know, we're going through some changes right now, uh, but even this morning, if you've ever had a chance just to stop and turn around and watch this congregation work, after the service you know I can see your love in your actions and that focus is on making and growing disciples others see those actions and Pew Packers I'm talking to y'all when we sing this little light of mine that's what we're talking about we let our light shine and people see Jesus living in our lives and God always gets the glory They see your love and they wanna be a part of that love. In the past, I don't know if you've remembered, I've done the vision before and and I've asked you to identify some words with me and tonight I'd like to remember some of those words with you. Inspire, inspire each other and the people that we come in contact, contact with every day. Expect, expect things to happen, big things. Work. Work smart and work hard. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. Influence. Influence the people, you guys, that you go to school with. For everyone us, if you go to work, influence the people you work with. Influence the people you see about in the community. Opportunity always look for opportunities to influence others and Galatians 6 10 says so then while we have opportunity let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of faith reach reach in reach out reach up focus focus on the vision focus on the goal Philippians 3, 13 through 14 reads, Brothers and sisters, I do not regard myself as having taken hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Build. Build relationships even with people that you don't know, because those people may need you. Believe. Believe in yourself and believe in this church family. Remember. Remember every day where your salvation comes from. And because of that, who you are. You know, I don't have any big news of new facilities or new programs or events that are coming up in the next year. I will tell you there are some things that we have talked about, but until we get a new preacher, uh, that position filled, we're gonna keep doing what we do best, and that's loving and caring for others. It's very simple. The Oldham Lane Church of Christ's vision is to make and grow disciples. Not you, not me, but we working together. And after listening to all tonight, I'm, I'm excited about 2023 and where the year will go for the Oldham Lane Church of Christ.
5: Well, making and growing disciples—that's what we we're all all about. That's what uh, the church is about. And growing up, I'm sure a lot of you heard the you know, hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. Um, back in the Restoration days, there was a preacher named Walter Scott who uh, preached in Western Pennsylvania and Eastern. Ohio but that was called the Western Reserve because that was about as far west as things went and he would come into a town and what he would he would hold up his hand he he was real good talking to little kids and he'd he'd meet at the schoolhouse and he'd hold his hand up and he said I want you to memorize something he didn't start with here because he assumed that people were going to hear he said believe repent confess be baptized and live the Christian life. And he would go over that with the kids until they had memorized it. And then he would say, now you go home and tell your parents that there's going to be a, a, a man preaching down here at the schoolhouse about those five things. And that's what, he would, that's what he would do. And so as we, you know, the idea of repentance, you know, I think we talk a lot about salvation. Um, and... Repentance is easy to neglect, um, but without repentance, baptism and belief are pointless. Uh, John had people who came to him who wanted to be baptized, and, uh, but he, he told the Pharisees, He said, Why are you even coming? You know, if you, if you don't want to change, there's no reason for you to be baptized. He told the, uh, and he told them to bear fruit in keeping with uh, repentance. He told the tax collectors, collect no more than what you, are, you know, are supposed to collect. A lot of times we say that the tax collectors were just dishonest people. Um, they were considered turncoats. But um, you know, when, when we think of Zacchaeus, he, he said, I, if, I, if I have cheated anybody, he said, you know, uh, i will I will return it four times, so he was an honest man uh, who was administering those things, but he said don't charge any more than what you're getting your wages don't don't cheat people and he told the soldiers don't take money from people by force or falsely accuse anyone, be content with your wages so repentance meant doing doing something, and repentance is so important, and something that you uh, might surprise you uh, if we go to the next slide. Every passage in the New Testament where repentance and belief are together, repentance precedes belief. Look at these scriptures. For John came to, to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the, right, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. We'll talk about why that is. Mark chapter 1 verse 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Now both of those had to do with John. But in Hebrews it, it's talking about you know, Christians. This was after that time. It says therefore leaving the elementary teachings about the Christ let us press on to maturity not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. You know, when we teach the gospel, we need to understand the preeminence and the importance of teaching repentance and that it's absolutely necessary to, to do. And, and so we need to know kind of what the meaning is. But in the world today, people don't necessarily know what repent means. If we go to the next slide. Um, the word Sub, shub. I mean, in in the Hebrew, uh, means to turn back, to return, to uh, seek, to restore, to return to a certain person sometimes, and it's a concrete word. It's an action where you are actually moving one direction to another, to another direction, and so when we turn, we we turn away from the way we, the path that we've been going, and. Uh, to live another life, another kind of life that's wholly different. Uh, metanoia is a word in the, in the Greek and it means changing our thinking. Uh, notice that neither of these speaks of emotions. A lot of times we use the word remorse, thinking, you know, and remorse is feeling uh, feeling bad and Jesus kind of step, sets uh, a little bit about that, talks a little bit about that in the Beatitudes where he says, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. We should be sorry for our, our sins and, and, want to, uh, and feel bad about, about it. But the gospel is not primarily speaking of emotions. It's speaking of actions and it's speaking of thoughts. It's changing to a different way of living and thinking and new thoughts. So, but as you see here, to apologize, you know, I'm sorry. I, I hear that a lot as a counselor. You know, people who say, I'm, you know, I, I hate, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry that I did that. Thinking that because I say those magic words, now you can't talk to me anymore about it. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's enough. That, you know, and if the person says, oh, I need to t- tell you how this hurt me, No, I said, I'm sorry. You're not a very good Christian if you can't, if you don't forgive me. Like, say those magic words, and you're supposed to automatically uh, respond to them, and um, then to weep and beg for uh, forgiveness, to show remorse. All of these things are what people think when repentance is, and the turning and the changing of thinking is what uh, what God really wants uh, in us. Let's go to uh, skip the next one and go to the uh, the next one after that. Um, why would repentance precede belief? And th- I think this is an important thing. And that's because we can't believe in Christ if we still believe in ourselves and in our own in own ways. We are not ready to follow Christ until we lose faith in our own ideas. Shub is turning away from our ways, and metanoia is turning away from from our thoughts. So we can't embrace God's true ideas until we have rejected our own ideas. And, you know, when, when you think about the Pharisees, you know, it's kind of like, how is life working for you? Well, if you had asked the Pharisees, the Pharisees would say, it's working really well. I'm well respected, all of those things. And so they didn't see any reason to repent. But you ask a prostitute what about, what about your uh, life? No, my life is not working very well for me. And I don't like the thoughts that I have. I don't like the experiences I have. The tax collector, the same thing. I'm rejected by my family. They, they've turned, turned away from me. And look at this last scripture here and this will be the God knowing you know, certainly knowing the Hebrew word and knowing what was going to be coming in the New Testament, talked about both of these kinds of repentance in the Old Testament in Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon your thoughts, you need to turn away. Your, your ways, you need to turn away. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And we're not ready to come to God until we realize that our ways don't work. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the things for which I sent it. God's word works. Our ways don't work. And we have to realize that. And as we come to this new year, um, we can see that you know, and, and being a part of this wonderful congregation, we need to realize that our ways, we can't do some of God's ways and some of our own ways. We have to do all God's ways. And His ways work. His ways accomplish what He wants them to accomplish. So how is life working for you as we extend an invitation? If you are a Christ, you know, not a Christian and you have found that your way doesn't work. If you are a Christian, but you have turned away and found that your way doesn't work. We want to give you an opportunity as we stand and sing this invitation song to come forward and receive help from us.